0: Have you ever thought that maybe God hates you? I mean, he doesn't. he usually likes. You know, he he loves all of his children. Some of them, maybe he just kind of likes. You know what I mean? Sure. But then I I don't think think that's the way that works. You,
1: yeah, that. Ooh, I think he hates you. You know, it's funny. Every time I come in in the morning and sit next to you, I think that. Right. mm -hmm. God hates you. God probably is not a big fan. Let me
0: give you. Let me just give you an example. Mm -hmm. You. Want a new car? Yes. Okay. Your whole life, you could buy a car and you can get it right away. <laughs> That's right. But That's... this time, as God is souring on mm. you for some unknown reason, mm-hmm. probably your lifestyle, what you think and what or you do. proximity to you. Right. And so he, ta- he, he says... He says Ford Motor Car, whoever makes the GM, you go ahead and Mm -hmm. slow down Stu's car. It takes you 14 months to get
1: it. Well, just over 14. Yeah, just over 14 months. Mm -hmm.
0: When you get it, I believe it has rained almost
1: every single day since you got it. I haven't even taken it out of the garage no. since I got it because I don't want to get it. No. I don't want to get it dirty. Right. It is. Yes, I do. Okay, fine. Right. Okay. Right, yes. Yeah. All God right. it, you. You presented a good case, <laughs> and if I don't react to when the facts change <laughs> right. on the ground in my understanding, then who am I? Yeah. I, you know, I'm just right. A, exactly right. Admit the truth, even though you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so. know. Hey. Well, I appreciate that. Mm. I still love him. Just just to be <laughs> clear, so you. we're on record. Isn't that cute. Just so when I walk out in the rain today, <laughs> lightning doesn't immediately strike.
0: Wouldn't it be crazy if the lightning struck you and you, no, were, you died this weekend? The show's ratings what? would be huge on Monday. Because I, I, I could play this mm-hmm. and go... Right. Yeah, and then he walks out, struck by lightning,
1: dead. And by the way, don't play this part. But I give you full permission to to just milk this for ratings. Oh, just just absolutely. The hell. You don't have to give me permission. You'll be dead. Oh yeah, that's true. I'll do it anyway. I can haunt. Uh, really, really full,
0: uh, overstuffed podcast for you. Runs the whole gamut. Um, the podcast coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about Goldline. Um, I read a story this morning. I'm probably going to talk about it. Well, maybe not Monday or Tuesday because of the election, but I'm going to talk about it soon. Uh, The reverse repro rate, which I barely understand. So uh, it is something the Fed does. It it allows um, the central banks to borrow money from our Fed. It is at an all time high in the last few days. All time high. Biggest jump ever in this. That is a sign that something is very, very broken. And uh, you should hold on to your underpants because uh, we, we could be headed for a real storm. Um, and anytime you could walk out of the house and lightning strikes, just like it will stew. <laughs> Uh, I want you to call Goldline and find out ways you can protect what you have. You need something, uh, you need a physical asset. And Goldline has it with gold or silver, but make sure it's right for your family. Do all your own homework and give them the code MYB. It represents mind your business. and They're going to give you a silver bar with that on it, just as a thank you for calling in. So go to goldline.com or call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Remember, tell them MYB, promo code.
2: to. The best of the Glenbeck program.
0: Mr. David Barton from Wall Builders and Mercury 1. How are you, David? Good, man. Good. Now, you know, most people don't know, David, that you are and have been forever very involved in politics. Yes, sir. Yeah. And been doing this for a long time. First, let me before we get into, you know, what you're looking for and what the teams are out looking for, for voter um, distortion. Um, Have you seen anything like this on the ground before, far as you're all, I call you and you're like, I'm in Alabama. And 10 minutes later, I'm in New York and you're all over the country. Are you seeing anything different and unusual this time around with what you're seeing on the ground attitude
3: or, you know, to give you any indication of how it's going to go. Uh, the last time I saw something like this was in 94. Uh, so with 94. Uh, that was, 94, Gingrich, that was right? New Gingrich, Contract with America. Uh, that's the last time I've seen this kind of buzz in the grassroots. So this is, not even, this is beyond the Tea Party 2010?
0: Yes, this is beyond the Tea Party. Wow. That's amazing because that was, I mean, everybody knew it then. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew it.
3: Mm-hmm. This is so quiet and underground there's no rallies or anything there's a lot of rallies they're just not covered well um i, I mean mm. what we've done we've just got off the road we've been in 132 cities in 24 states uh in 76 congressional districts we think are flippable and we're not the only ones doing that there's plenty out there they're just very little coverage of them how is the church getting involved are they actually Stepping to the plate here that has been our exclusive focus is there. And I would say absolutely. Yes, Um, there's been things that we have seen now in the off year election in 91, where you had Virginia, et cetera. And then what we're seeing right now, and this is particularly on the process side. A lot of people are really interested in the the glitzy side of elections, want to see the results, but very few get involved in the process side. And that's where we've been. We've been recruiting people to be in the process, get on the front end of elections, not the back end of elections. Don't just watch them be reported, be part of them.
0: That was the problem. I I kept warning Trump, you know this, David, over and over and over again. Look, this is going on. you got to be ready for it. And what happened after the election? They rightfully said you should have been saying this before the mm-hmm. election. That's right. We could have helped you before the election. We can't help you now. That's right. So having these people out and and monitoring, uh, and I know, I mean, we're thank God the right is fighting in the courts and trying to get things as clean as possible. Um,
3: where do you? Where are you concerned the most about possible? Voter fraud. Um, We're concerned the most about places where we don't have much influence on the process. Quite frankly, if everybody gets an equal shot at the table, you know, if everybody can sit at the table, we're okay.
0: I saw Michigan. Was it their Supreme Court that came out and said uh, that you Where was it? Yeah, it was in Michigan where the where the courts came out and said, you've got to have both sides at the table and you have to let the right and the Republicans see everything yeah
3: and, and that is that is really what you asked for is right. both sides and i don't I think, want
0: i don't want the reverse of what that's we have right now that's right I, I just i want it to be clean
3: yeah. and fair if, if i'm a republican i want democrats at the table as well watching so, the elections so do I. Uh, and by the way in texas we prosecute republicans as well as democrats for election yeah. fraud Good. so it happens on both sides yeah um so what are you seeing i i saw some numbers from you yesterday that were shocking How sure are you that this is what is happening? Well, we're sure of what we're seeing ourselves with our people on the ground. Uh, we, we have the reports of that, and those are first hand reports. And so based on that, I'm pretty sure of what we see. I can't tell you what else is out there, but I know what we're finding. Okay, so what are you finding? Uh, one of the things that we think is super important, and, and by the way, I work with Chad Connolly with Faith Wins. We've partnered on this. We've done the he rallies is together.
1: fantastic. Chad is – Faith is, Wins right.
3: is bar none – the best thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Chad and I have both been involved in politics from the local level through the federal level. Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot of experience in politics behind the scenes and in process. And I'm going to go back to where we started in Virginia because it worked really well there. Um, It was called the Miss Bessie Project. A 79-year-old lady said, I I want to do something about elections. And, And so she went to the local election board with her Sunday school class and said, what can we do? And talking to Chad said, well, what you need to do is just look at the voter rolls. Just see who the active voters are. See who voted. See what you can find out. And they did that. And they found one guy who registered to vote in 27 locations. That's not a good deal. This is in Virginia. In Virginia. This is in Virginia in 91 or pre-91 election. Um, Wait, wait, pre-91? Yeah, the 91 election where Yonkin was elected uh, governor. So prior to that election. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> you, I don't understand the 91. Well, whatever. there's all, there's five states that have off-year elections. They don't elect numbers okay. even years. So Virginia is okay. one of those that is an off-year election. Okay, Virginia, Kentucky, 21. Indiana, and Louisiana. 21. What did I say? 91. 91. Oh, that's what oh I, my gosh. I'm like, like, why like, hey, are we going back oh, to 1991? Because yeah. I'm a historian. Okay. I'm stuck in history. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's 21. 21, okay. 21. So you all elect right. in 21. So she took her Sunday school class, and they started looking at voters' rolls. And told them to look for two things, look for people who are over 100 years old, not that people <laughs> over 100 can't vote, right. but look for them and just make sure they're real people. And by the way, we just found this in Michigan just a couple of weeks ago. We found a guy named Jason Daniel who was over 100. He voted twice in 2020. And that's not the story. The story was he was born in eighteen fifty. He lived through the Civil War and he's still voting in twenty twenty. So that's a little issue, you know. Right. That, so Jason Daniel we're looking for those kind of people and, and that's what that's what Miss Bessie and her class was looking for. And that's where they found a guy. And it, Well, was two things. Look for people who are over 100 or look for more than six people registered at the same address. Not that they can't be, but just check, check and make sure. Yeah. And so they went through and they found one address with 17 people registered there. And they called Chad and said, what do you think? He said, I think it's a really big house. Why don't you go look at it? And they went and looked and it was a cow pasture. It was an open field. There was not even a barn on it. Open structure and 17 people voted out of that, that empty address. So that's what we have people looking for. That's what they flag on. That's what they're looking for. That's what they're going after.
0: So I, I want to make sure that we're really clear on this because you know you can go to prison now for for you know uh, any kind of misinformation. I hear um, you, you're saying you're not saying that this is enough to throw an election or you can't trust the election or anything else. You're saying your your people are going in. And cleaning up all the stuff that both Democrats and Republicans should be upset about.
3: Yeah. And and we don't know if this will win an election or not. But we do know that if you do this up front, when you get done with the election, both sides can have confidence that it was a fair election and done done appropriately. And that's the big deal is you want to take the question marks away from the elections. I mean, it's not good for the republic. That's right. Either side is questioning. The election as a Republican, if I lose the election, but I had all my people doing poll watching and we've checked the list, then we lost the election. Yeah, that's that's just the way it is. And that's the way you uh, we used to trust it. That's right. And starting
0: in 2000, you know, from 2000 on, the -hmm. Democrats haven't lost an election that they haven't claimed fraud. Uh, And that's really damaging. And it's damaging if we do it, too. What the way you fix it is not shutting people up. That's The right. way you fix it is open the process, open the process, put get, get on both it. sides That's right. in there to watch it.
3: That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and so in Michigan, in addition to finding Jason Daniel, uh, Michigan, they, they had the, the names and sheets of 100. So you asked for the active voter list. And in yeah. Virginia was saying, hey, every Friday, I want to see all the newly registered voters. I and so you just look at the list and you go down through all the lists. You check everybody, make sure they're legitimate. Uh, but in Michigan, one of the voter lists we got the top sixty-seven people on it. We found obituaries for, and they're still voting. Oh my God! That's a problem yeah. when you find obituaries for people who are active voters. So, David, l- let
0: me uh, let me t- take you um, back to Michigan the last time. They started covering up the windows mm-hmm. during 2021, and
3: that raises questions well, all yeah. by itself. I, oh, just, I, just that! It doesn't even that.
0: it doesn't it, even mean that something was going on. Right. But you would see that, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" It just suggests to you that right. it
3: doesn't pass the smell test.
0: Right. I mean, I could. I mean, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. We had Shakey's Pizza. Uh, they had a window where I could see all of it. And if I can see that what they're doing to a mm-hmm. pizza to assemble it, why can't I see what's <laughs> yeah. happening in an election? Um, okay, so um, are we at all of the polling stations, and has that been cleaned up
3: in states? This is one of the things that Chad and I have been working on, is getting – church folks to show up and just be poll watchers just let us train you and every state is different and that's really cool article two of the constitution makes it clear that the states control elections time places manners of elections so some states you can be a poll watcher and be anywhere in the state some states you have to be from the county in which you're going to do poll watching the rules are all different right so we get people trained on the rules in their states and here's what it is in your state here's what you can do so We've recruited and recruited hard, and at this point now in Nevada, we got word last week we have a poll watcher at every polling place in the state of Nevada. That's excellent. We have a poll watcher at every polling place in the state of Michigan. So those, and, but
0: they, and they know how to behave. They know how to. They've been trained. If they're being right. told you got to go stand over here. That's it. Uh, yeah, y- they know here's what, what to you do. can
3: do. You can't interfere with this. Correct. You, gotta, you, you can put eyes on it. And, and I think eyes is we learned from Virginia. Eyes is really important. Uh, when we had these poll watchers like Miss Bessie go, yeah, go yeah, to yeah. places. There were three election clerks in Virginia that quit once they found someone was watching them. Uh, one of those election clerks was arrested last month for voter fraud in 2021. So if an election clerk doesn't want to be seen, doesn't want somebody just standing in the room watching again, it doesn't pass the smell test. Election clerk doesn't mean that
0: there's something going on. That's right. But that I mean, I would never have anybody, you know, I'm, I'm counting money for something. And I know they're not here to rob me. I have no problem with somebody right. watching me count the money. As it's, long as you don't I feel the, actually with it. feel better about it.
3: Yeah, you you can't confront people in line and say, right, "Show right, me your ID." Right, right. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but if you're there, just eyes on the process, and that's a really important thing. And, and so that's what we're trying to do: is get people with eyes on the process in every single state. So I was uh, with
0: Mike Lee last night in. Um, Washington County, the reddest county in uh, America, I believe. Um, and there were people there about half of the audience raised their hand and said they had voted early. But when he said, look, if you haven't voted, make sure you take out your ballot that was sent to you. And the crowd went nuts. <clears throat> no, go to a polling place. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they do they just don't trust the the mail-in ballots do you, have you seen anything where it was a little shaky last time that it's been cleaned
3: up at all well we don't know if it's been cleaned up till we see what happens this time but we do know that uh, there's been a bigger push for people to vote early because of the fact so many people showed up last year last election on election day and said oh, no you've already voted you can't vote Wait a minute! I haven't voted. Yeah, you did. You did, did mail in ballot, but I haven't voted. Yes, you have. So there were a lot of people. Yeah, that's told what
0: Mike me. was saying last night. He's like, he was afraid that because of um, they've put so much money into the ballot system mm-hmm. that they won't be staffed enough, or there'll be something that would, would happen that is just because they don't, they didn't have the money. They were planning on more people voting by mail that you'll get there and you may not have time to Mm -hmm. do it
3: uh or or whatever and and there's there's that possibility but there were a lot of people who felt like somebody voted for them by mail that wasn't them Mm. and so that's why they're urging early voting because get there before someone can do a potential fraud and you don't know if it's fraud there was there was nothing on it except just the anecdotal evidence that people said i haven't voted and you show that i have well we're not going to let you vote because you showed they already have And so if that's fraudulent, you don't want that going on. Oh, boy. I didn't even think about this.
0: I didn't even think about this. And I'm suddenly against voter ID. Hmm. Um, NBC said yesterday that voter ID laws disproportionately affect transgender people. Uh, And they are worried that people asking for voter ID from transgender people is voter suppression and could I mean is really
3: hurting the transgender vote I can see that mm-hmm. if your picture on your driver's license shows you'd be a male and you walk in with the dress that might confuse people a little bit right mm. <clears throat> but I don't think you're fooling anybody
0: that <laughs> you're not
3: a, a man
0: uh, myself I think I could look at that and go Yep. dude, the lipstick's not working for you, but <laughs> here you go.
1: Uh, the worse your your transition it looks, the better chance you have to vote. Yeah, like, right. if you're really good <laughs> right. at it, you might yeah, have problem. Might have a problem. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, David the the one thing that um, the the Democrats are setting up for with this, you know, a danger to democracy uh, is they Hillary Clinton just came out and said. They're already planning on stealing the 2024 election. Mm-hmm. Um, and what her idea of stealing is, is that the Republicans will stand against the federal government
3: taking over the vote. And they should. And they should. Constitutionally. But see, and I've got to just add a commentary here. That's another proof to me that Democrats don't read the Constitution much, because when yeah. you're saving our democracy, you haven't read Article Four, which prohibits a democracy. You have to be a republic, and there's a big difference between. So the two. help me out on that,
0: because in Article Four, it uh, we have two minutes. Um, because in Article Four, it
3: does say states have maintained a power. republican form of government, and right. it, it does say that states now it, it also says
0: Congress can can
3: that's right um, that's right amend
0: this from time to time that's right so. What is the argument
3: against the Democrats amending it. Well, they can, and what's happened is Congress has always respected the states and left them alone. Now, they will come in with uniform dates. We want all elections on this day, whatever. They can do something like that. They've always left alone the process side and say that's up to the states. And even election dates, when you have federal elections, that's all set. But the states can choose their own state election dates, as five states do, like like Louisiana and, and like uh, Virginia and others who choose to have it on a, even an odd number, An even number year. So Congress has always left that alone to the states. Now, the federal elections is what Congress can have a lot more influence over. And the Constitution does say you have to have results reported by a certain day. And that's where they've gone to kind of federalizing as a standard federal election day. Right. But they left the states alone on other things. I've got to tell you, this
0: whole talk about, you know, it, it, it may be days before we find. There's no reason for this. This is like COVID and us just walking Mm -hmm. into a store and they say, hey, there's no potato chips and we won't have them until probably three months from now. You know, it's like it's the United States of America. I I should be able to get potato chips, you know, on demand. We've done this my whole life and had generally speaking, we've had most of the result. We knew which way it was uh, falling, you know, except for exceptions like the year 2000. I don't accept that we have to wait
3: days to find it. And Pennsylvania's already saying it may be weeks for them this time. Oh, my God! And, and when you're saying something like that, you're oh raising my questions. Oh, And that's bad for the state of Pennsylvania to yeah. make an announcement like that. David, thank you so much for everything that you do. If you want to get
0: involved, just go to wallbuilders.com, wallbuilders.com, and join the fight. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Mister Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program, sir. How uh, how you doing, Beck? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm you doing okay? pretty good. Yeah, I am. I'm am, uh, feeling good about the election. I kind of like living in this hopeful period. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I do think it's going to go well. I think uh, the Democrats are sto- showing real signs of desperation.
4: Is there anything I can do to make your uh, life more pleasant?
0: This is a disturbing question from Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can give me some perspective on some right, of the things that are happening.
4: You bet. So the big lie, right? Yeah. Um, uh, this is a quiz for you, Beck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three scenarios. Okay. Big lie, medium lie, little lie. Okay. Okay. All right. First one. Mm-hmm. The U.S. economy is strong as hell. A big lie. Oh. The border is secure.
0: Massive, massive, bigly lie.
4: Inflation is transitory. <laughs> Crazy lie. Oh. Oh. All right, so the big lie, Ron Klain, that Trump won the election, up against the three massive, according to you, <laughs> lies, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we have here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. So I just want to bring a little bit of perspective about the big lie. Now, uh, as far as the election is concerned, here's how I have it, Back, Stu, are you there? Is Stu there? Yeah.
1: I am here, okay, patiently waiting this, for your predictions.
4: Write this down, please. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, there is uh 100% certainty that the house will go GOP. That's grand old party for those of you who don't have a historical reference. Um and I believe the the pickups will be in the 40s, 40 hmm. seats pickups, wow. okay? Not a wild I remember back in Clinton, he uh, Clinton lost 65 seats. And Obama lost uh, in the 50s, I believe.
1: I think it was in so, the 60s, too, yeah. But we were starting from a closer uh, starting point here, right? I mean, this is a very, you know, a 90... Yeah, in two- but
4: that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it's about who, which party accumulates the power. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a, a very solid House of Representatives in a Republican hands. I got it in the Senate right now, and this could change. I got four pickups for the republicans fifty-two, forty-eight. the final call there
0: 52 will still be a problem because you can never count on mitt romney who by the way yesterday tweeted that the reason for the red wave is mitch mcconnell and america should be grateful for him
4: <laughs> that's nice yeah, <laughs> um, you know look i, I don't care about him. mitt romney uh actually put in an interview request for him uh um, oh, this week it will be your and, least watched show uh no well People no you're right he Matt has a big Uh-huh. but he's so afraid um and uh he won't do it yeah. and i know him for a long period of time yeah i know um so he's afraid and <clears throat> and he plays playing a lot of games he's look, very bitter very bitter.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing, Bill. Um, The the rhinos are worried about this new class coming in. And the Democrats, you know, they show their desperation when they are clearly just going for their base. Everything is about their base right now. Just the fear of the Republicans and what they can do. Um, They know they're just trying to get their base to show up, I think
4: yeah that's what uh, the Barack Obama play is all about. Yeah. That's what Kamala, who came to New York yesterday. Oh, they're, they're basically pleading with African Americans to come out and vote, pleading with them. Um, so you're right there. But as far as the rhinos are concerned, I couldn't care less about that. I don't analyze party politics. I don't care what Mitch McConnell does. i don't I don't get into any of that, okay, okay. the The um, essential thing that Americans need to know is that now we live in an age of unreality, which means that the president of the United States can go out last week, just last week, and look into the camera and say to the American people and to the world, the United States is one of the lowest inflation rates in the developed world. And he doesn't. And right after that, on the No News, on BillOReilly.com, and I know you're there every night, Beck. Every night. I put 20 countries... That have lower inflation rates than we do. Right after that soundbite, now does Biden know there are 20 countries with low? No, because yeah. he doesn't know anything. He's he's foggy. He just walks around as fog. Um, but the corporate media, where if Trump said something like that, they uh, that would they be five crazy. days yeah. of evisceration. Right. Okay, I'm sorry for the big words too, but you know, <laughs> five days of pounding, pounding, pounding. Right. Biden can say outright these things that aren't true. And nobody in the media, which is the funnel of information to the American but people.
0: nobody believes that. the media and nobody, even their base is questioning now and looking and going, that's, I mean, that's crazy talk. It's just crazy talk. It
4: is. It is a yeah. whole thing. That speech last week, uh about american democracy being in peril if yeah. you vote for the republicans i that was the theater of the absurd so you look in there and you're going we have one of the most robust elections midterm elections in the history of this republic this year mm-hmm. okay so I, I don't understand where the peril is uh if if everyone in, is engaged in this midterm election where is the threat the threat to them of course if you don't vote for us the other people are not going to take your social security away and they're going to do this and let me give you a really good example and you might like this Beck. um not that I really care whether you like it or not I know I know I know you are. so the most popular cable news show is the five Mm-hmm. that gets the highest ratings, if you can believe it, it's mm-hmm. all a prime time. Um, like, I would have Tucker? committed, yeah, really, yeah, on some, yeah. On, on some substantially nights substantially over him. Yeah. I would have committed seppuku Japanese term, <laughs> if I had been in prime time and a five o'clock show beat me. Uh,
0: I think it did a couple of times. <laughs> I, couple I can't nights, remember. I
4: remember a back. couple of nights.
0: I remember a f- I remember a couple few nights. Yeah, uh, well,
4: that's when I was on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, anyway, you got this five, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, Fox stacks it four to one conservatives against liberals. Yeah. One liberal, four conservatives. <laughs> okay, so that's. And we understand. Yeah. So the conservative is Jessica Tarlov. I mean, the liberal is Jessica Tarlov. You know her? No. Okay. So I, I used her when I was there for a, a little. She's an intelligent woman. Uh, and she is taking Juan Williams's place. Remember Juan? Uh, I tried to forget him, but thanks for bringing okay. him up again. So Juan just <laughs> went off the... Anyway, so uh, Jessica Tarlov looks into the camera and says, "Republicans are going to destroy Medicare and Social Security." She says this is on national television, right? Not a word in opposition nothing it's you, like
0: you oh, mean on well, the
4: five yeah the other four i i don't think they even pay attention to what she says anymore they weren't even <laughs> listening in fact i know gut doesn't pay but i'm sitting there going the easy question is what do you base that on right what what data Shows that any Republican candidate in the entire country wants to do away with Medicare and Social Security. That's an easy question, right? right. No, no, no. And this is what I mean. So, this propaganda is now so easy to spit out there unchallenged that we live in this nation of cacophony. Another big word, Stu. Cacophony. We're just, and people. Are So angry about it. But here the anger is going to help the Republicans. I, I have to tell you, uh, Bill, there
0: is uh, some of this I think has been so overplayed. For instance, uh, I noticed this week when they were saying, you know, democracy is at stake and these evil Republicans. I laughed. I mean, I just laughed out loud. I thought to myself, you've called us everything under the sun. And I'm so sick and tired of it. It means
4: nothing. No, it doesn't mean anything to you or conservative people, Republican people, traditional people. It doesn't. All right. And I don't think it means anything to the left. I mean, you have to be an unbelievable moron to buy into any of this. Right. The point is that we are in an angry time in history. Yes. The last election, the anger worked for the progressive Democrats. Correct. Because they hated Trump so much. Right. And many independents did as well that Trump lost. Not because of how he governed, because that was fairly good. But because of the emotion of anger. Sure. Now, two years later, that anger has shifted into the conservative precincts, the Republican precincts. So that's why you're going to see a red wave on Tuesday. And that anger is not going to dissipate in three uh, days particularly if you're shopping for groceries
0: so bill tell me what you think is coming for let's say first of all pennsylvania
4: okay and i need 30 seconds at the yeah, end yeah, if yeah. you would uh pennsylvania is really uh comes down to south philadelphia so desperate Measures are being taken in the city of brotherly love, which right now is one of the most dangerous places on the planet. I know. Um, I
0: saw, hang on just a second. I saw a $35 million home in Pennsylvania, new $35 million home. The owner who built it, tried to sell it only got 9.4. That's how
4: bad things are in
0: Philadelphia. Anyway, go ahead.
4: Um, So, African-American voters have to come out en masse for Fetterman. Now, Fetterman has absolutely no connection other than he lets violent crime uh, criminals out of prison, and most violent criminals are black. As are most victims, African-Americans are mostly victimized by violent crime. Right, but uh, I mean,
0: to be fair, he also held an innocent black man at gunpoint because he thought he should you know, with in a his shot I yeah. believe
4: it was a shot. It yeah. might have been a bazooka. Right.
0: <laughs> if he had one, he Don't, would have used no. it.
4: Anyway, right. <laughs> anyway, so that's what it's about. Um, if the uh, African American voters mobilize in South Philly uh, for Fetterman, he'll win um, because Oz is a terrible candidate, and he's just—he looks like Bella Lugosi out there. Anybody he's remember lovely. Bella? Oh, yeah, I do. Ooh. Let me ask you
0: about the uh, race for governor in New York.
4: Yeah, I think Zeldin could win. It's the same exact thing as in Philadelphia. Um, they're desperately trying to mobilize African-American votes in the city. I think Zeldin's going to take um, 90% of the counties in New York State, 20 million wow. people here. They'll take 90% of those counties. But if they can stack the votes in Brooklyn, uh, the Bronx, and Manhattan um, for Hochul, then it's going to be a, a real close deal. So are you going to be I
0: mean um will they be able to pull that off? I mean, New York is a nightmare right I now. I know they Just might be a able nightmare.
4: To, look, it's 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 about ward precincts. This goes way back to Tammany Hall yeah. here in New York. Yeah. All right. So the, the precinct commander or the Democrats and the block commanders go out with 20s, all right, and send and they give the people money and they direct the people in if they're registered voters, and they say, you're going to vote for Hochul. They don't even know who Hochul is, many of them. Okay? But they go, okay. And and that is done literally on a block-by-block basis because the blocks contain thousands and thousands of people in the apartments. And this is what's going to happen. And, and so you don't know um, the distractions that are going to be there on Tuesday, but you do know that that operation is well underway because that's the only hope. Look, Zeldin would attack crime. Hochul won't. And I have liberal friends and they won't admit to me they might vote for Hochul, but I say to them, if you vote for this woman, you are voting for more black people dead because that is who's getting killed. So if you cast a vote for Kathy Hochul, you want more black people dead. I don't know if you think that's extreme, but it's true. It is absolutely true. She is not going to do anything about the violent crime problem in New York.
0: All right, real quick, I just got to throw this in. I noticed you didn't say the big story of the week, which was reported by CNN. After the U.S. Capitol attack on January 6th, Members of the Oath Keepers met for a late night dinner at an olive garden in suburban Virginia and spent hundreds of dollars on an Italian feast. (laughs) <laughs> breaking news from cnn um so they went to an olive garden they went to an olive garden yeah and they spent hundreds of dollars hundreds of dollars and they're they're, they're of not divulging of what what was what was talked about there but anyway I, i'm sure all right we got to uh, give we got to get running so go ahead and uh and yeah,
4: um i just want to update everybody on killing the legends i know you're very interested in how that book is performing <laughs> uh still a major bestseller all the lists Everyone. And uh, excellent Christmas gifts, killing the legends, a lethal danger of celebrity, and it ties right in to the attack on the Pelosi home.
0: Uh, which, by the way, uh, it, I mean, are people believing that this hippie it was really a conservative?
4: No, don't believe that. You yeah. believe what you want to believe. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well, here, here's the kicker on this, Beck, and I know you have many, many more important guests than me. <laughs> if the Pelosi's believed in self protection, that story might have been 10 seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I do. Um,
0: all right. Thank you so much, Bill. Okay, guys. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. The
1: best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: is uh, with us now. She is the Senior Director of Policy at the Conservative Partnership Institute. Um, Rachel was on a podcast, I think a couple of weeks ago, Um, had a great conversation. She is in her 30s. She's a big thinker and is talking about the things that we should all be talking about. Instead of just freaking out about what they're doing, what should we conserve And what should we get rid of? What is our agenda? Rachel's on to talk about that with me. Hi, Rachel. How are you?
2: Hey, Glenn. Good to be with you again.
0: Thank you. So uh, I'm looking at the commitment uh, to America. And this is Kevin McCarthy's uh, plan. And, um, you know, there's some really important things on it. But I don't think there's any really huge thinking Uh, on this at all and they're redesigning all of america why aren't we talking about fundamental changes in our in our uh approach to freedom
2: i think because there is still no agreement on the right that that's even necessary and you know you and i have discussed this before but there's just You know, the Republican conference in the House and the Senate is a lagging indicator always of Mm. where the base of the country is. And in some respects, that's by design. Right. We're supposed to rule in this country from the bottom up, not top down, but the top has to get it at some point. And my hope is that with this election, they do. The problem Mm. is Republicans they always learn the wrong lessons from winning an election. They, they think, Oh, you know, we've been given power because we said the right things and they must love us. No, in this case, especially the voters are coming to you because they want the beatings to stop. Right. Right. They're coming to you because the other guy has just gone so completely insane that, you know, they don't love Republicans. They just think maybe they'll be less crazy. Right. So instead of thinking they've won a mandate, they actually have to prove themselves. And, you know, I don't see a whole ton of sweeping inspiration, to be completely honest, in that document. But what I'm really going to look at, which I think people should really hone in on to see how serious these guys are, is when they come back in December in the lame duck session, the first thing they're going to have to deal with is a government funding site. Yes. There are some Republicans right now who are saying we should just pass a year a year-long funding bill, a massive omnibus package. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. Why on
2: earth, why on earth would you, and just put this in very plain terms, what that would do is essentially lock in all these insane leftist Democratic priorities for the next year. Why on earth would you, a newly elected Congress, just cut your legs out from under you if you're a Republican majority?
0: I have to tell you, I I am for putting together, let's say, uh, a bill that will... Uh, you know, keep it functioning for the next four months until what? you have your crap together to then stop this, put a new budget together, pass it, have the appropriations committee put them back into work. And start turning things off. You can't, without the power of the purse, you will not stop the DOJ. You will not stop the Department of Education. You will not stop the IRS. You, you just won't. You'll have hearings, so, and that's it.
2: Yes. So much of what is happening in this country is funded through the federal government. And that's exactly and what you laid out I think is exactly right. What they need to do is that short term funding bill, a short term continuing resolution to February or March of next year. And then they really dig into how the federal government is funding this tyranny against us. Because as you point out, with the power of the purse, that is how you control the bureaucracy. That is how you control all these agencies. And I'm sorry, I think oversight hearings are great, but not if they're not tied to legislative action.
0: Correct. They they have no teeth Who cares? You're calling you're calling, um, uh, you know, the CDC up in front uh, to say, we want to know what's really going on. You have no teeth. What are you going to do about it? I want answers and I want them now. Otherwise, sir, you don't get any more funding. You will be laying everyone off tomorrow. Now, come in here with the answers. Um, The um, the thing that I think. And I'd like to get your opinion on this. I think Monday, uh, sorry, Wednesday, we should uh, all pledge to each other that we are going to hold these people responsible and we are going to be in their face all the time. And the first thing that we have to do is get rid of Mitch McConnell. Mitt Romney just (laughs) tweeted yesterday that Mitch McConnell is really all the thanks to this coming red wave should go to Mitch McConnell. He saved us. Are you out of your mind? It's in it's spite dead. of Mitch McConnell.
2: Yes, it, that was one of the most tone-deaf things I've seen. And I work in Republican politics, so I see a lot of tone-deaf things every day. But mm. that was really significantly Crazy. bad, especially when you consider Mitch McConnell pulled money. Out of winnable Senate seats in Arizona and New Hampshire, and in Utah, he hasn't spent a single penny supporting incumbent Mike Lee. And Mitt Romney has not—you know—the same state colleague has also not endorsed Mike Lee, which is just insane. Mitch McConnell is taking credit for Joe Biden's accomplishments essentially because he has not really done anything, in my mind, you know, to, to really push this majority across the finish line. He wants people who agree with him that's who he funds. And if you threaten to become an independent thinker in the Senate, you will not receive funding from Mitch McConnell. Right. So I not only think voters have to be aware of this dynamic, but I think Kevin McCarthy is going to have to stand up to McConnell as well because especially on these funding battles, even if McCarthy keeps his conference in line, his biggest opponent is across the Capitol, in Mitch McConnell, in Senate appropriators, in Senate Republicans, you know, who want to see these massive bloated funding bills that do nothing except for, you know, potentially fund the war in Ukraine. That's what they want. They don't want any accountability. They don't want to fight for the priorities that people care about. They don't want to rock the boat. So what we have to see from McCarthy is aggression, I think, against Senate Republicans. Do
0: do you think we will see is McCarthy just another empty, you know, power lover? Or do you think he actually wants to fix the system?
2: So I think McCarthy is an operator, right? You don't reach that position without being one. But I will say this. This is my candid assessment, is that he is running and playing smarter than John Boehner or Paul Ryan ever did. And I think he is actually open to being led a little bit by his conference in ways those two were not. You saw a very adversarial relationship between Boehner and Ryan and the conservatives in his conference. McCarthy has at least rhetorically been open to them, and that's encouraging. So I don't know how he's going to end up, um, but I, I hope that he understands the stakes of this moment. And, and to be honest, it's been shoved in his face to some extent. Pelosi has ruined the House of Representatives. House Democrats are have just gone completely insane, and McCarthy has to see that. I mean, it's been in his own workplace. So I think maybe perhaps better than Senate Republicans, he understands how— the, the absolute lunacy that's taken over the Democratic Party. And so I hope that that is a mugging by reality that forces him to deal with these so,
0: things. So, um, I mean, I know the policies, but what has Nancy Pelosi broken in the, in the House?
2: Well, I mean, you just look at, if you, if you want to talk about the rules, she, you know, has Ripped the last vestige of any minority rights that existed in the House at all. Um, she gutted the motion to recommit. Uh, she has removed any check on her own power. Um, the motion to vacate the chair, which is what Mark Meadows used to unseat John Boehner, that's now gone because, you know, she wouldn't want that being used against right. her. But then also look at the January 6th committee. I don't think people fully grasp how that turned the institution upside down. It is the most powerful committee that's ever existed in Congress, where suddenly you can demand the text messages and emails of your own colleagues, where you can demand that on us citizens with no check at all. You can haul, you know, your political opposition into depositions and you can threaten them with um, contempt of Congress and subpoenas. That has never happened before ever in Congress. And now those precedents exist. If Republicans want to use them, they can. But she has fundamentally destroyed any attempt at collegiality in the House of Representatives, and I, I would hope that that come back comes back to bite them to some extent. Um, you know, and I haven't even discussed proxy voting. The shame of proxy oh, voting. It's horrible in the House of Representatives. Horrible. You know, Magnet magnetometers to enter the House floor, I mean, to me, who spent a lot of time working in the House of Representatives, the institution is unrecognizable.
0: Um, Rachel, the, um, one of the priorities has to be that we root out all of the, uh, the things, you know, uh, we sit down with Fauci and find out, were you lying? And if you were lying, he should be tried. And if he's found guilty, jailed. Um, We have to start fixing some of these things that are so wildly broken where we know people have done wrong. And Fauci, I believe there's enough evidence there to put the man in jail. But let's let's actually do the right thing and have a fair hearing and a fair trial Um, when it comes to the president. This president is so deep in corruption that he cannot. Serve the rest of his term. If the Republicans start on all of these hearings and the economy goes through the floor, the Republicans are just going to be they're going to say they're nothing but a do nothing Congress. All they care about is hearings and trials and they could lose support. What should they
2: do? So, there's two things that I, I really only want to see from this Congress in the next two years. And I say the next two years because we are potentially, well, very likely in a divided government where you have a Democratic president and a Republican Congress. Joe Biden is, not, is going to fight tooth and nail against any major Republican legislation. So the only two things I want to see out of this Congress are funding fights, where, again, as we just discussed, yes. so much of this tyranny is, uh, is operating through these funding bills. And impeachments, and I mean impeachments, plural.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because what
2: we have learned, what we have learned from the Durham investigation, what we've learned from all these special counsel investigations and DOJ—they never punish anyone. Correct. No one is ever held accountable, and that's disappointing. But I think the lesson there is the only accountability these guys have will be is through is through Congress, is through congressional impeachments. And so the only thing I want to see from divided government is funding fights and impeachments. And if they are not prepared to turn oversight in that direction, then the oversight is meaningless. And I think there's a great temptation you know, for that to happen, because every member loves to go to these oversight hearings and create a viral YouTube moment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's all they're good for. What we need are people doing the hard work, people going through the documents, people subpoena- issuing subpoenas for bureaucrats hauling them before Congress, you know, demanding documents and then taking that information and holding them accountable for it.
0: I will tell you, I will tell you, if they do just those two things, but they do them at a rapid, breathtaking pace, they have a chance of actually turning the country around and being uh, looked upon as more than just, uh, you know, a do nothing Congress. They've got to move quickly and get through it as fast as they can uh, and as reasonably as they can. Nobody wants to see a long, drawn-out thing. They've had four years now, or uh, three years, on Hunter Biden. You should have all of that. Let's go. Get it done. Move on. Um, Because the American people, uh, they need to see the... You're exactly right. The funding cut off from these. Somebody has got to stand up against it uh, and against these executive orders. And if it's not Congress this time around, I don't know if the people will ever elect Republicans again.
2: I think there's they need to understand how serious this is. Uh, People want to see action. And, you know, you have to kind of clear through this oversight mess. Hold people accountable. Get the funding bills under control in terms of what we're spending, but also what we're spending it on. Yes. And then, you know, with hopefully with that in the rearview mirror, you know, you have a Republican president in twenty twenty four. You have a Republican Congress that can come in with an actual forward looking agenda and begin to implement those big changes, those big reforms to the country, um, you know, and and save us <laughs> from yeah. this downward spiral. Yeah. But. You know, we can't just do the talking points. We can't just be pounding the dais in hearing rooms. We have to do the hard work. And to your point, we have to do it quickly.
0: And I think that is um, what w- w- is on our shoulders. They won't do it if we just go to the ballot box, vote them in, and then just let them run. We've got to be on them every step of the way. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate it. God Always bless. my pleasure. You bet. You Thanks. can uh, find her work at CPI.org uh, and follow her on Twitter at Rachel Brevard. Na,
4: na, na.